everybody, and welcome again to Saints Radio on this last broadcast of Saints Radio for the year 2020, and what a year it has been. We pray that God has uh, especially blessed your life over this Christmas season, and as we enter the new year, we're really looking forward to our prayer this weekend in First Saturday, but also to our perspective moving forward with the Lord in the new year. And so um, we welcome you. Uh, we, we're not really sure how many of you are actually listening today because it is a holiday week, but that's the beauty of uh, archives. Um, folks will be tuning in at other points during the day and perhaps even tomorrow, but we're happy to have this privilege. Because, you know, there's been a number of weeks over the years where I have been unavailable, you've been traveling, um, it's just nice to be here, and together we've got Scarlet the Prayer Dog here and her beautifully festive red, what what do you call this pattern? It's, a, it's like Scottish, but it's more of a... Scottish plaid. Scottish plaid, there you go. <laughs> um, and so she's here, I don't know whether she'll have any words for you. She's got some festive red sparkly bows behind her ears. And uh, so she's been really happy to be back. I've been happy to see her too. Uh, we have we have kind of a uh, we have kind of a a ritual that we go through when she comes into the prayer times and she she and I have to walk around and look at things and um then uh, if you if you sit down or you're posed to prayer, she will she'll give you a manicure. Well, she won't do that with you, but Papa lets her do it. So, Scarlett, anything you want to say? Yeah? She's checking things out. She's making sure everything is well. <laughs> so, um, we have been privileged to receive uh, a really amazing mandate from the Spirit as we enter into this new year, and it has been one that has been emphasized over and over again to me. And even in the middle of the night last night, I woke up and the Lord was speaking to me about a Sha'al verse. And um, we, we felt that God is causing us to go before him, to listen and commune with him, and to ask him for specific things from that place of partnership but but beyond partnership, it's it's more of a yeah. I I, I said it this way in a meeting with the the pastors uh, that we had last night. I said supplication is where we're partnering with God concerning what He's asked us to do, and the sha'al is is really where God is uh, speaking to us about what he wants to do in the future. But he wants us to commune with him and then to voice what it is that he has determined to do. It's very much like prosuke, from what I understand. Yeah. It's, you know, you talk about it being the, the, the hidden mantle or the inner... Uh, mantle that represents our identity and our relationship with the Lord, and and I, I I just I love that because everything that we do 
as, as, as has been said so many times, comes through that place of agape, through that place of relationship. And um, so it's, it's, it's just so apropos that he would have us in this place. And we should never leave. We should never lose sight of the fact that, that this is part of our being, that this is um, such a significant part of our relationship and the function, I guess I should say. But to me, it's similar to supplication and prosuke or deasis and prosuke and that whole process of function that we have in intercession. Yeah, and it, it's like different layers of intimacy because you have you have the wonderful privilege of partnering with God and then you have these uh, in supplication. And then you have various insights that God gives um, that some of them have to do with what we're doing. Some of them are just, not just, some of them are observations that the Spirit brings. But then there are, like if you look at Palau, or if you look at Iteo, or if you look at Sha'al, those are really things that are, there's, there's a, there is applied power, efficacy to those. But we have to, we have to engage. And, and I, I think back to how many times over the years, you know, Christians have prayed, and it's usually reactive. And all my life growing up, uh, prayer, prayer was reactive. It was requesting things that, um, that you face, requesting solutions, requesting um, measures of interaction and, or, or intervention from God. And, and that's a good thing. That's, that's part of prayer. That, that, but, but that's so temporal. It's reactive. When God wants us to be prophetic and proactive, and he wants, it's like, it's like what we referenced from Isaiah 7 when Isaiah was talking to Ahaz, and it was a very interesting appeal that Isaiah gave. He said, um, you, you need to enter into Sha'al, and you need to be talking to God about the deeper things here and those things that are in the heavens. And the king answered back, I, I have no interest in Sha'aling, uh, and I, I don't really want to even entertain the prospect of something higher. And then Isaiah said, isn't it bad enough that you wear out the people, that you weary them, and that you, you just deal with things that are troublesome and fear and all of these things, will you also bring that same dialogue to Elohim? And that, that really is an amazing word of prophetic counsel. I mean, that is what such a pivotal, pivotal word. And, and I think we, we are confronted with that counsel. We came out of that kind of environment where everything in prayer was dealing with the wearying points of life. Primarily, that's, that's what it was. You know, what's gone wrong? What do we need? You know, what fears are coming? And, you know, you cast those on the Lord. You cast those cares there. But the, the prophet says, will you enter into Sha'al and will you inquire about the deep things and the high things, which is what Jacob faced at, in Bethel. Will you commune with God in this altar and know his heart? Will you engage with the angelic and will you reach to that thing that is higher than you, the plan of God? That's always what God wants. And when you talk about this, a lot of Christians think you're nuts or they think you're so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. Well, you really are heavenly minded and you're not focusing on the things of the earth because God said, if you seek first my kingdom and his righteous vision, I'll add all these things to you. 
Well, that's just it. It's, it's, um, it's so much, you know, you think about Jesus, how do we pray? Okay, let me teach you how to pray. Our Father who out in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The yeah. kingdom come, thy will be done. You pray according to his will. And mm-hmm. that's the beauty to me and the power of just being in that relationship with him and in his agape is that our desire is his will. That that's our only desire. So when you when you look at the passage about ask of me concerning my sons and the work of my hands, that's so amazing to me that that God trusts us and 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 that we are to ask of him concerning his sons the work and the work of his hands and what we how we are to partner there and and too i think about you know the passage that says you have not because you ask not and i think so often in my life i forget to ask him i i just i don't ask for many things um and, and then i realize i should ask the father and so it's just i love that that dimension of it that it is asking our father our heavenly father but him knowing that we're asking from a heart that only desires his will his work what he has ordained and and so how can it not be yeah how can it not you know and it's different from prosuke because prosuke is really the prophetic declaration of you declare something that you know the Lord has shown you he wants to provide or supply um, a need or a lack or whatever it might be. And you just partner prophetically and you declare that. But asking of him is it's just so intimate and yet so powerful. And so I, it's just, it's a good word. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and, and really this directive as we enter into this new year is an invitation from the Heavenly Father to go into that deep place and to exercise dimensions of authority that he has divested to us as um, not just as we enter this new year, but what we'll be utilizing or should be utilizing in the seasons that are coming. And I think I, this on Sunday, it was just, to me, the coupling of, of what happened on Sunday. And it's been a progression. I mean, we've been in a progression of, of revelation and insight that has brought us to this place. But um, to me, just the progression or the, the coupling of the word of Sha'al and the commission of Sha'al and then coming to the table and, and knowing that, that we are coming to the table with the Lord, of the Lord, where he is our supply, where he provides the word, he provides the fresh revelation, he provides that fresh insight for us, and then the blood that empowers that for us to go forward. And I think it was such a, it was just such a perfect, I don't want to say ending, because it's not even an ending, it's it's a launching forth. Um into the new but at the same time the culmination of that and the the rec the i don't just the celebration of that because it is a lifestyle for us i mean this is not just a one-time catch-all do-all this is really to be a lifestyle for us throughout this year and then in the coming years because to me you go through these years of of his spirit and his ways and it's not like we you know, one year ends and another begins. I mean, I see the residue and the empowerment of his wisdom and revelation so so magnificently in where we are just coming through that year. So I don't know. And grace. I mean, grace is still such a pronounced measure for us. So I don't know. It's just just walking in his ways is just so incredible. So. And I, I think I think it really is setting the stage for an enhanced visitation of the prophetic office and the words that we that we're asked to exchange with the Father and the words that we're asked to proclaim on His behalf are going to have a 
clout because it's him in the world and in the spirit realm that's going to resonate in a more powerful way than than God has afforded to this point. And I think it's leading us to what the scripture talks about in the time of the end where um, the saints and the prophets are the two major factors that the queen of heaven and the beast, false prophet, and the antichrist are are battling against. Uh, and I, I, I don't, I, for, for years we've tried to figure out as saints, well, why does it say the saints and the prophets? Because we know the spirit of prophecy is the martyria of Jesus. You know, prophecy is dying to yourself, dying to circumstances, even dying to the scenario so that life could come. And I, I don't think in in viewing it now that it really is two groups of people. I think it is people who are devoted to the hagios of the Lord, the saints, the his purpose, his, his restoration, who are, because of their devotion to that, are living as prophetic voices. So the 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 essence of your identity is found in that saintly calling, but the prophetic um, the prophetic demonstration of it and the power of it is just. I think God's developing that now. I think we're we're stepping into the initial phase of a greater dimension of prophetic power. You know, like for instance, at two forty-five this morning, I woke up and I felt the Lord talking to me about a verse that we all know: "Ask of me, and I will give the heathen to you for an inheritance." Shaal. Now we've talked about that in the past when we studied about Shaal. We, I remember, I forget how many years ago we had a seminar called "Ask of Me," and the entire focus of that was that God was wanting to teach us about this deeper measure of commune. And so we've talked about these before, but what does it mean to have an inheritance with the heathen? I think we're seeing that, um, which is basically the Gentiles. So we're asking for that. We're asking for the latter rain. We're asking in Sha'al for a number of other things that are just powerful. But We'll see. And so we, we offered the, the opportunity to the pastors in this network to come into alignment with this invited agenda and to mobilize in whatever way the Lord would put upon their hearts their congregations to enter into this new year individually in that way. Our first Saturday directive will be in conjunction with that. And uh, I just think it's uh, because Sha'al is, is personal. Sha'al, you know, Sha'al is, is personal. And, and, you know, again, I mentioned this in our in our conversation with the pastors, but it's incredible to me how many times Sha'al is in the scripture linked with grace. It, it's just amazing to me. So it's like you are in grace and supplication with God about what he wants to do. And then God takes it up a notch to go up another step. And he needs for you to ask for that step. Not, not so much ask for the privilege of going there with him, but your word on his behalf ignites and initiates that. So we're asking God to take us into a higher place this year. It's in conjunction with the plan of grace. And so, so then you, you, you deal with this. Because we know from what the Lord has put on our heart that, you know, Prophecy can also be bitter. 
you know, false prophets function out of wounding and iniquity and regularly bitterness. The Antichrist spirit um, functions out of that. But failed grace also welcomes a climate of bitterness, a root of bitterness. So it's to say you see grace and grace and prophecy, you know, grace sets the stage, prophecy voices. Um, grace welcomes the opportunity, Sha'al welcomes. It's just so overlapping. I think that that's why God required several of the, the major prophets. Well, let's see. Who was it that took the the scroll? John, who wrote the book, the the, in, in the book of, in Ezekiel, but took the the scroll, and and God required them to eat the scroll, and it became bitter in their belly. And you know, this is one thing that I learned pretty early on in my prophetic walk, because I remember feeling the manifestation of that bitterness in my gut, and it was very uncomfortable. And I, I think through the help of you speaking into the situation that that oftentimes as prophetic ones we have to because we're dealing with I mean those prophets spoke into the sin and iniquity of nations and kings and and scenarios that were iniquitous they were twisted they were they were raw mm -hmm. and 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 I think that God they had to take that that bitterness and process that bitterness and just it's it's just a unique thing not let it become them you can't let it become you but you have to taste it and 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 then because you know it's like we really we only have authority and revelation that we have embraced and lived through, overcome through, and walk through. Yeah. That's where we gain the authority, even in our declaration. And so to overcome that bitterness with grace and then be able to prophesy into that, that to me therein lies the authority and the power behind it. And so that must be, you know, have a, a part of why the grace um, what you just said about the grace. Well, I think, I think too, on a national and international scale, we're living this. Because remember the passages and studies we've done about how you, they turn judgment into the gall of bitterness, and which bypasses grace and wisdom. And so what do you see today? You see people who have processed wrongly in many instances uh, what justice is, uh, what what the real purpose is, and they try to rewrite it and twist it, and then they they act in bitterness, and they're drunk with the gall of bitterness. And we see that false prophetic around the nation today. You have people, we said, these people are, no, we mean these people, those that are rioting are taking scenarios that in many cases are from hundreds of years ago or even rewritten histories and then getting all jacked up on it and acting like crazy people who don't hear any truth. They're drunk on it. Mm -hmm. They're drunk with bitterness. Mm -hmm. And that's the essence of the Antichrist spirit. So uh, we see that playing out in our country. You won't hear that on Fox News or Hannity or Lev Mark Levin, or you you won't you won't hear that. You definitely won't hear it on CNN. But that's what's happening, and in the midst of that, where sin is abounding, God's grace is much more abounding, and where darkness and gross darkness are in the land and on the people. God's light shining. So we've got to go forth in the Lord in the Sha'al, uh, be, be those people that are 
demonstrating that higher measure of devotion and entrusted authority and really ask what God is wanting to do. See, only God would do that. Ask me to send the latter rain. Sha'al for the latter rain. Well, God knows when he wants to send the latter rain. Yeah, but he he knows where he wants share. to send it, but yet he wants us to take the helm of that. Um, God wants us to, he, he knows he created us to minister in certain nations and in people groups. So, but he waits for us to ask Sha'al for that. I think too, I think, I mean, that's why Oops. the spirit of prophecy is is literally that dying you know that 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 seed that falls to the ground that dies because you know we're in this world but we're not of this world but being in this world and and goodness have we not lived through this through this last year in such a magnified way where it's just you're just surrounded and bombarded with False prophecy, p- false teaching, just, just uh, iniquity, just every. It's just, just so many voices, and and you know when Jesus prayed to the Father for us, you know He prayed, I don't, I'm not praying that you take them out of this world, but that you, tario them from, mm-hmm. the, the evil. Yeah. And we are in the midst of the darkness, and and we have to be, so dead to our own perspective our own you know our own agenda our own flesh our every every emotion that has risen up in all of us over this last year just in oh, frustration yeah. for what we've seen happening in the world that it i mean it has been this year has been so prolific in that way in preparing us because the only really way to survive it has been to be that dead be that dead seed and allow his perspective to rise up in us. And otherwise, it would be really easy to partner with bitterness because, um, yeah, so I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. Well, you know, I think um, part of our invitation in these last days of the year is God asking each of us as individuals to open ourselves and hear his voice and just respond to it. Now, again, people are going to hear that and they say, isn't that what we do all the time? Isn't that what we've been doing? Well, of course. I mean, the line upon line, precept upon precept, every layer is going to be in cohesion in the things of the spirit. But this is something different. It's it's the same, but it's it's at a moment where in God's timetable he's ordained that we hear him and we speak what he's wanting for this newest release of his of his spirit. And so it's the same, but it's different. It's the same God, but it's it's um, it's it's a measure, an invitation from Him to be used according to His timetable, and that's that's amazing. You know, now I can only see we're limited by our experience in how to describe this. We can use the Scripture, which we must. We wouldn't have it any other way. But we're limited in our description by what happens in us. And so I know from my personal life what it is when God starts speaking in interpretation, when he's speaking in prosuke. It's wonderful. It's just information that is conversational and it's revelatory. And I know when God pinpoints something in an iteo or petition, and we know this has to happen. So we're holding on to that. We're, we're palaling 
that because this is what he wants. But when you enter into this measure of what Sha'al is, it's the same types of principles, but it's a different variable because here it's God saying, I'm going to do something new. I'm not going to give you all the details of it. I, I'm going to give you a glimpse of what it is that I'm wanting to do, but I need for you to come before me, hear me, and ask. And it really not ask me to do it, but to be that voice, ask me of things to come concerning my sons, concerning the work of my hands, command ye me. It's, it's really an invitation. It's kind of like when you have a friend and, you know, you've been communing, you've been dealing with different things, you do the things they, you like together. And then one day your friend says, this is a bad illustration, but it's, it shows the difference. You're with your friend. You're using the same language. You're talking. You may even have the same kind of coffee that you normally have. Your friend says, you know what? I'm thinking about doing this. And it's different. Maybe they're thinking about retiring. Maybe they're thinking about changing jobs. Maybe they're thinking about investing in something. And it's different. It's in the future. And, I, you know, but for them, they just may want your opinion. For God, he's saying, I'm going to do this. I don't know if he thinks. I know he thinks because he's the mind. But Yeah. I'm going to do this. You're my friend. And I need you to begin to speak into this and by your words welcome this new dimension so prosuke is giving you insights in what your current supplication is you know iteo and palau are are giving you direct points concerning where you are sha'al is like possibilities but beyond possibilities because it's something god wants to do and he's going to do he just, in his economy, needs for you to hear it. They're like Abram and righteousness. Look up in the sky. Look at the stars. Look at the sands of the sea. And Abram believed that, and God called it righteousness. It's, it's kind of, that's the friend of God. The friend of the bridegroom would be that way, too. What is the bridegroom going to do? What is, what is the bridegroom? It's um, it's the new Jerusalem. It's what God has in store from heaven to earth. So we just need to be before the Lord and begin to ask based on what he's saying. And that's something that is imperative in this. We've already been living it. We're already in this prophetic year, but calendrically we're entering into a new phase. So we all need to be sensitive and do this. Amen? Amen. You know, so we thought about maybe having some kind of a New Year's Eve thing and you know, have different things. I even talked to you about maybe having five folds and but the more the more that was bantered about, the more we recognize that Sha'al is an individual pursuit. It is it is an incremental advance in your integrity before God. Now yeah, you can meet together with the network on first Saturday you can meet together with your church however way they're they're asking of you but it's not going to do you much good unless you are allowing this to happen in your own life you know fivefolds you can come and pray in diversities of tongues and let your seers and interpretive giftings show you things and then that can give a, a measure of proclamation of the mind of Christ for what's happening right there yes, you need to be living for God, but you don't really have to invest a whole lot of yourself in that. I'm just being honest here. I don't know what you think about that, but I could go into a fivefold right now, apply the principles I know, pray in the Spirit, hear what God's saying, 
speak speak that you can you can compile them you could put together a fivefold pursuit and really it's a gift it's a wonderful thing but it really didn't cost me much yes it cost me my time and it it the, the investment of how god's trained us but this this is really you got to open yourself in the innermost intimate places yeah, the, you know the fivefold. It, in so many ways, it's a, it's an obedience. But it's also just the activation of the giftings. I mean, we we have intercession beforehand, and that's of course. And you've always said, remember, the most important part of any prophetic kind of prayer is the intercession. We can never lose sight of that. Mm-hmm. But I mean. I can pray in the spirit just free-flowingly, just effortlessly, for the most part, unless the enemy is trying to resist it. But um, I totally agree in that it's more of an activation of your your gifting, whatever your gifting is, and um, letting that function. And how many times, I remember when we were training up the young people, the young, young ones. We spent about two years every Sunday night up in the chambers with our younger, there are our Elishas now. Um, teaching them about dreams and visions and how to function in their gifts. And I remember just about every week I had this gnawing feeling that if we don't teach them how to commit their life to intercession and we only teach them how to function in their giftings, we are doing them a grave disservice. And us having to kind of almost like back up and, and take them through seasons where they would lay on their face for, you know, we would extend the time a little bit every week just to keep to to teach them the discipline of prayer and the discipline of because you know I remember when we first began doing prophetic prayer and I remember you taking all the men into the the youth room because this is not a stereotypical comment this is just a reality it would seem that you know the women would just barrel in get their prayer blankies and they were out for the for the for the long haul the men were a little bit more challenging because they're always looking up, looking around, walking around, you know, just a little bit more distracted, I think, because men are just more, um, what's the word? <laughs> they're just, they're just made, God made them differently. And so, um, but I just remember that it's like, you have to invest yourself in your relationship in intercession before the Lord, really, even before, because that's that's from where everything flows. Yeah, and you know, it, you're right. I boy, I remember those days, and we need to remember those days because wherever we go, it seems to be that same way. Uh, now there are some women who are more, dare I say, aggressive, and their idea of a prayer meeting is sitting there multitasking with their computer on their lap or kicking butt and taking names. Yeah, if there's not action, right, <laughs> then they're not happy. Uh-huh. And then, you know, there are some men who just have a real deep uh, desire, a capacity to, to go, to bypass that. For me, I have to, I think that's one of the ways we, we have to be prophetic. And I, I see you just talking about, I can't speak for for Scarlet, but for me, I have to, I have to keep pressing in and cause my mind and my nuts and boltsing and my analysis of what's happening to not snuff out the the commune. For you, I can't speak for you, but you had to go the other way where you had to come out from the deeper places that you love to not only process, but to try to teach others to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think we have to find that medium, let your moderation be known to all men, as Paul said, where we, if we're more results oriented, let's, let's get snapping. We need to tone that down and, Shacha or proskuneo, our our hearts, and if you're more, 
lost in the spirit. You need to cherish that, but you need to, if you pray in the spirit, you need to, you interpret. And you, you've got to be ready to move, as God would say. So it's to some degree the prophetic is active in all of us to where we have to die to that proclivity in some ways so that the other facet of what God wants, it's not just another option. And we used to hear some people, well, I guess I'm just a lover. I'm not a warrior. Well, <laughs> if you're a lover, you're going to be attacked and you better know how to war because the enemy's coming. He's not going to like it. Boy, can I attest to that. But if you're a warrior, if you just go out swinging swords and all the stuff that, that your mantle has, if, you, if you're not seeking God, you're going to run out of energy, and you're not going to gain direction. You're going to be out of the loop from the command headquarters, and you're warring, but for what? Are you warring just for the purpose of warring? Are you a jarhead? Or, or do you have that greatest gift of all, that agape burning in you? And the only way you get agape is not by going to the latest conference and have somebody slapping a hand on your head or your belly. You have to develop that before the Lord. And so... Yeah, and I think too, Pastor, I think, you know, coming into a five-fold meeting is not... You, that's not a time for you to come and let your lamp be filled or get full. That's a yeah. time where you come in with your lamp full. That's a time where... That's why we have pressed for forever just establishing a lifestyle of commune and prayer before the Lord on your own every single day because, you know, there's – and I think traveling has really helped with this in a lot of regards because, you know, you God sends you out to another country and, and inevitably you're going to face some kind of opposition because the enemy does not want you there or – for the, what God has sent you to to accomplish to happen, so I learned I learned the hard way that I have to prepare myself. My lamp has to be full to overflowing in my intimacy and commune and confidence and my identity before the Lord before I step foot out of this house and fly to another country because that's not the moment to remember you know to to try to to remember who you are yeah and and to be strengthened in that and granted i mean it, this is not textbook equations this is live and learn and overcome and and it's a cycle so but that has really helped i mean you may be called upon to prophesy in a setting a public setting and you may not have 15 minutes to pray in the spirit or to go get on your face and commune with God before you go and speak before a king. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so these are just all these are just all ways God has developed us over the years that I'm so thankful for. Yeah, it's it's that's a good word. Commune with him every day. And and you know, I, I, I joked about the men and that was not in any way intended towards um the male sex. Um, I, I was just using that as an example because I remember that was such a funny illustration. I was in there, and it was just so funny. But um, it's it's the posture of your heart. And yeah. It's not even if you're on your face or standing up. It is the posture of your heart and really learning how to engage with the heart of God in any circumstance, in any setting. If you're sitting in an airport at the gate waiting to board your flight or if your flight is delayed, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, you know, and there there are there are things that happen in the spirit realm when you engage that's not even a good phrase. When you engage in these things that God created you to do, there there is an there is a fragrance. Because your prayers are as incense. Uh, that's what the scripture says. There's a fragrance that happens, and um, if you're not really seasoned in what's going on, you can come out of the spirit and begin to act on that in emotions or in the flesh, or that's not even a good term because everything we do is in the flesh, mm-hmm. in the natural. Mm-hmm. And... 
It's amazing. But all that being said, we need to spend a lot of time this week communing with the Lord. And we need to be sensitive to what he says about what's coming. And we need to ask. We need to shaal. And even that that translation is ask. Um, Some of the ways it's used, like the first time it's used, is not a very good it's not a very good scenario, and I won't go there. But like when Joseph was talking to people in the prison, he would use he would make an inquiry, and he'd use this word because he had a relationship with them, and everything he was that was you're in prison, you're just open. You don't have anything to hide. They don't let you hide anything. You're you are there. You're known. And so he had that conversation with people that were his contemporaries in there. And, you know, there were, it's, it's really, you just, it's like in that James Bond movie where it says, I have no armor left. And, you know, you just, you're there. You're before the Lord. And that's, where he says these things. So it's not like you're asking in the in the colloquial sense. You are gleaning what it is that he has chosen to present to you about what's coming in the future. And you begin to talk it. You begin to proclaim it. And, and in some ways, maybe your words are an appeal for that to come. Maybe it's a priming of the pump for that. Maybe it's the initial light, as God said in in Genesis, that ignites things. Um, So to ask, ask me of things to come, or ask for the latter rain, is not really, oh, Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you to do. You can put that quiver in your voice so that he really hears it. It cuts through the fog. It's like a warning beacon. It's not really that. It's not for public pronouncement. It's that you're there in that intimate place. You sense something, and you just begin to discuss it. You begin to state it. And that in itself is... A, an ask, but it's more of an invitation. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. I was reading the word of the day a couple days ago, and it was suffrage, you know, women's suffrage, you know, Susan B. Anthony and all that. And I, I, it was interesting that suffrage was, in the old French Latin, was a word for um, uh, a request or something that you were longing for that you made an appeal for. And so they, they would use that like in Catholicism to speak about those things that people would come and they needed and they would voice them. It would be a suffrage. So women's suffrage was we want the right to vote. And the vote was viewed as an appeal or something you want to happen. And, and I'm thinking, it's very interesting because it's never men's suffrage, it's women's suffrage. And what they're really talking about is a women's uh, unique gifting to, to make an appeal or to, to, to pray or to call. We need a new suffrage movement. That's what we need for men and women to be praying um, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Interesting. I also was studying about France and how the word France or Frank really means f- freedom. Oh, wow. And the, the, uh, when the Romans were coming in and the, the people from Gaul, they, they fought for their freedom from Rome, from the Holy Roman Empire and so they were known as francs, francs. They were free, free people. Livy used to work for them. But that's what French is. So the idea of freedom and liberty, liberty is, um, is part of what their name means. 
Very strange, isn't it? Uh, yeah. God's sending us to the French. He's sending us to the free. That's good. That's good. So. I will never forget that moment when you were preaching and you were saying freedom and Luke kept going, liberty, freedom, <laughs> liberty. Well, remember that was, what was that, Ebenezer? The kid from Nigeria, uh -huh, uh -huh. he was prophesying, uh -huh. and oh my God, that was so funny. And Sylvie's face, she was laughing. It was the most, it was hilarious. It was so funny. <laughs> Freedom! <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, um... So, anything we need to say about First Saturday, then? Or have we already said it? Oh, no, I, I think that the directive will come probably, maybe tonight, probably tomorrow, and uh, just be obedient. This is, this is really a, such a prolific for us before the Lord. And I don't want anyone to miss it. No. I don't want anyone to miss the privilege of the commune and the partnership that he has for us in this transitional moment. And and just, it, it's, it, it is such a privilege to serve the Lord. I'm so thankful. So as far as specifics about First Saturday, you can address that. Well, you know, I think... So so much of what we've been led to understand over the past year is how we need to establish a measure of gratitude and thanks. And I think I think we need to all, if you've not already done it, go back through this year and recognize all the things that we know of that God has done for us. Some amazing miracles, some amazing points of provision, uh, wonderful measures of healing and deliverance. And let that be the stage like Mary did where she kept those things and then she warred with them on behalf of them. And so from the basis of ending this year, we need to do a real uh, inventory of things we need to thank God for and thank him for what our mission is. Thank him for the way he brought us from where we were into a point of willingness and readiness for him to use us now and so then with that being said we find a measure of vulnerability before God and we open ourselves and invite him to speak invite him into that Sha'al moment and you can even vocalize it. Father, I, I don't, you can even say it. I don't really know what I'm doing here. I, I know it's scripture and I know it's been prophesied that this is what you're doing now. So I make myself available to you. And um, it's kind of like, you know, anytime we come, come before the Lord, we need to be vulnerable to him. It's like what the apostle said about, presenting us as, as chaste, saintly virgins before God. Uh, we, we, we need to say, okay, I'm not um, schooled in this. I'm just open. I have an idea what you want to do, but come. We need to ask God for that. And um, Scarlett's just looking at me. She's let me... Let me preach to her. She thinks I'm talking to her. The Lord just reminded me of a, a scripture. And, you know, we, we sit here and we talk about just entering into this, this prophetic year or how God is 
bringing us into a deeper dimension of the prophetic and and there's so many things that we've talked about today and I sit here and I think you know I'm so thankful for the understanding and for the revelation that he's given us and even just the rhema words that he's been giving to us embracing them fully and letting them become us and and then in faith stepping into it because to me this is i fully believe in what god is saying and i fully believe in just the dispensation of his spirit to meet us there and but it it is i you know i don't feel any more gifted i don't feel any more prophetic i you know i i'm just me i'm still and so i love that part of the process and that part of the development is very humbling and and the lord just reminded me of this passage in scripture where he says excuse me guys he says um if ye then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children how much more shall your heavenly father give the holy spirit to them that ask him and i know that's a new testament greek passage but so it's not the sha'al but i just think he he's gonna his his spirit is within us and his spirit is going to just flow so freely so powerfully through us as we obediently come before him and ask of him ask of him but it is it's by his spirit that we that we are able to step in and function in these spiritual dimensions of what he's called us to be and to do. It's not by power, it's not by might, it's by his spirit. And so I just wanna encourage you to ask him for the Holy, for, for a fresh infilling of the Holy Spirit. Um, just as we, as we enter into this season and let that, that fresh infilling just overflow through you and really let him, um, just manifest himself through you in whatever way prophetically that he chooses to do. Yeah. Because we it, we can't do it because it's a textbook thing. We can't do it because we do it because this is what God is saying to us, but we do it by the Holy Spirit um, at work in us and flowing through us. And so I love this passage and it's, it's, it's you know, we know how to get good gifts. I mean, Christmas was just here and I, I poured into my kids as much as I could because I love them and I know how to give them good gifts. But how much more does our Father want to give of his Holy Spirit as we ask him? Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to end with that. Well, good. That's, that's a good way to end. We're almost uh, ready to say adios. Adios. Um, so be, be, um, be blessed as we enter into the new year and um, find those those uh, intimate times with the Lord, and they may come in the middle of the night. Hallelujah. They may come at any at any time. But be sensitive to that, and we'll look forward to praying um, in conjunction with this directive over the weekend. Uh, Saturday would be a great time, but over the weekend. And tomorrow will be Wednesday night live. And um, we look forward to reaching out to you then. Now, I did not do a primer last week because Friday was Christmas. And I'm probably not going to do one this week because we have New Year's Day and then first Saturday. You don't need me to be encouraging you to do. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> but I, I remember the time I had Scarlet and I was going to do a prayer primer. Oh my goodness, that was so funny. I watch that video every now and then because she, she's very comfortable with me, but she wasn't having it at that moment. She wanted to get back to mommy. It just was funny. So God bless you all. It's a privilege to be able to serve the Lord with you and we speak the blessing of God into your life and into your family's life. May we all enter into this year uh, with, um, with great anticipation of glorious things that God is going to do. And so, until next year, which will be our first sa our, uh, 
Saints Radio. The next time will be next year. God bless you, and thanks for listening. Goodbye.